Welcome, everyone. This is BimmerPod. This is the inaugural initial episode in our premiere season. My name is David Barrett, and BimmerPod is all about BMW automobiles. The culture, the life, the fun, the racing, the driving, the investment, the investment, and all of the things related to owning a BMW. So, why BimmerPod? It's a great question and a great place for us to start. I've owned many kinds of cars throughout my life, and BMWs have always had a certain special place. We all have those brands that we love if we're car people, right? It doesn't matter if it's a Mini or a Ferrari, or in my case, BMW. It's something that you just happen to adore, and there's a lot about it that becomes part of your life. I couldn't find enough stuff going on related to BMW in Southern California. And that was disappointing to me. So rather than fight and argue and push, I felt, do something about it. And so here we are, BimmerPod. And the idea behind it is to talk to other BMW owners, to go to events, to share great drives, to have some tech talk about, you know, applications that we can use, ways we can improve our cars, mods to improve the performance, the comfort, the sound, all of the things that draw us into the car culture. That's what I want BimmerPod to be, and we're going to share quite a bit. As far as the schedule, there'll be at least one episode a month, and there may be two, three, or four. Some of them may be short. Some of them may be 15, 20 minutes long. The idea is you're going to listen to this while you're working out, while you're driving to or from work, while you're headed to that event, that cars and coffee early in the morning, just to get revved up and to get some good ideas going that are going to make your experience with your BMW or the next BMW that much more fun. So each episode is going to have its own set list, if you will. But there are certain things that we want to cover every time that we get together and talk. So we're going to talk about events that are coming up and why they may or may not be important for you as a BMW lover. We're going to try and have some kind of a technical discussion. It might be about uh, software, it might be about sound, it might be about modifying or taking care of your vehicle or vehicles. Every episode is going to have some type of feature in it. And since this is the premiere episode of the BimmerPod podcast, we're going to go back to the very beginning. Not my very beginning. We'll deal with that in the future. But we're going to talk to a guy who has just joined the BMW Car Club of America, has just purchased his own BMW. This was recorded off of Route 66 as part of a BMW Car Club of America Los Angeles chapter event, if you will. It wasn't that well attended, but the people who were there were terrific and were great fun to spend time with. And this conversation, which was recorded in the midst of a pretty windy day, so you'll have to bear with that, but the the information, what Toby Rodriguez, who is the person I'm talking about, had to share, absolutely fantastic stuff, and I think you'll really enjoy it. We'll also talk about uh, how to listen. We'll have a little bit of a conversation about great roads. I love understanding great roads. And by the way, great roads, one of the things that isn't talked about enough is driving during the day and driving during the evening or when it's dark outside. Road and Track, just the recent uh, edition of the magazine that came out, was all about 
after dark. And what a fantastic idea um, to learn about the great drives all across the country um, that relate to driving with your headlights on and when they need to be on, not just because of daylight running lights. So let's get started and let's start with Toby. Toby Rodriguez lives in Los Angeles. In fact, not that far from the Peterson Automotive Museum and everything about the BMW Car Club of America and engaging uh, with his car and getting to know other members and how, how and why this is fun is new to him. And since BimmerPod is new to you, what better place to start? So let's hook up with Toby. So. Toby, here you are. This is your second BMW event? Uh, correct. Uh, correct, yes. And you are a BMW Car Club member? Uh, I am. How long have you been in the uh, In the club? Yeah. Literally about a month. So you just so does that explain the Porsche hat at a BMW event? <laughs> like I'm, I'm a car guy overall. I would say that BMW and Porsche are my two favorite marks when it comes to, to car manufacturers. And and, um, and most BMW owners, their other mark is Porsche. So. Yeah, makes sense. So you are the proud owner of a 21? Yep. M2 competition. Correct. Uh, how long have you had it? Um, since August of last year, so we're coming on about eight months. And did you walk into a dealer and find it, or did you order it? No, I had to order it. Yeah. Right. I, so uh, when did? Tell me a little bit about that process. Great question. So um, first, I was turned on to it um, when I first saw it reviewed on YouTube um, by the Straight Pipes, those Canadian guys. They did an amazing review on it, and I knew from the moment I saw it that I, you know I was in love. I had to have that car, but. The thing is that I hadn't decided quite yet just because, um, you know, there's a few things going on financially and everything. I wasn't sure if I wanted to pull the trigger on something this expensive. And um, long story short, I ended up um, deciding to do it in, in basically 2021, right? In about March uh, 2021 is when I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. I, I want to find it now, right? So I called a few dealers and I realized that none of the dealers had it. I knew it would be difficult to find one, right? But I didn't realize how difficult it was. And when I did speak to some dealers that had allocations for it, um, they wanted markups of like five, six grand in some cases. So basically I did my homework. I emailed and called easily about 50 dealers in the Southwest of the US. And, um, and you know, from Arizona to Nevada and everyone that, you know, I can find that could potentially have an allocation. And finally, I found one that had one up in uh, Studio City, uh, Century, West, Century West BMW had one. In Alhambra. Uh, exactly. Oh, there you go, Alhambra, right? So then um, I, uh, I don't know why I thought Studio City. Maybe it's another dealer then or whatever it is, right? So it's up there. And um, yeah, they, they had an allocation and I was able to spec it out exactly the way I wanted it. Um, other dealers that had the car, maybe they had it in black or they had it with the, you know, with the automatic transmission or the seats weren't the right color or the rims, et cetera, you know. So this one I was able to spec out exactly 100% the way I wanted it. And yeah, next thing you knew it was on a, on a, on a it was on an order sheet and it was on a delivery boat all the way from Germany and here we are now. So how did you spec it out? What are you, what's this, how did you spec this car? Great question. So it's a Hockenheim silver, which to me is the flagship color, right? Um, and then it has the black seats with the blue trim, manual transmission, um, and then it's got just the right amount of carbon fiber. So I got the, the wing, uh, I got the winglets, um, which actually the winglets I had to get afterward. I didn't order it with the winglets, but once I got the car delivered, I figured that I'd want the little winglets, so I ordered those from the same dealer. Um, and then I have the, the, the splitter in the back and then the spoiler in the, in the front. Um, 
And that's big, and yeah, it's all carbon fiber. And it even has a little side, like the, the... The scuttles. The scuttles, there you go, and carbon fiber as well. That might have been a little overkill, but uh, <laughs> but it ended up going that way. Oh, and it also has a carbon fiber grill as well, you know? Outside of that, performance-wise, nothing yet. I am thinking about potentially getting an exhaust maybe done. Um, something like that? Something like that, or maybe like OEM too, you know? Um, but outside of that, I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it just the way it is now. Um, so maybe I drive it. It's got about 11,000 miles at this point because I drive it everywhere. Um, but eventually, maybe sometime next year, I, I might start looking into maybe some upgrades, you know. Yeah. So my 2021 M2 competition, mm -hmm. I ordered in January and I got it in July. Okay. Oh, you waited a while. Um, it has just a little over 2,000 miles on it. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're treating it nicely. <laughs> um, and it's pretty similar to your... I, I have uh, a Motorsport Dash, and I've got uh, M-Performance exhaust. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they're pretty similar, and it's... Uh, it's I've had many, many BMWs, and the, this reminds me of my first E30 M3 from 1988. It's it's I'm very old. Okay. It's um, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's a remarkable car. And I think it might be the last of the true drivers' cars. Yeah. Right. Because it's not, even though it has a lot of sensors in it, it isn't sensors related to driving that much, other than trying to keep your ass on the road. Right. 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 right exactly. So, so have you had a chance to drive this? some fun twisty place or yeah. is it just everywhere no uh pretty much everywhere so i took it um one of the first things i did is i took it up to the canyons like in malibu right because i live in like in the west la area so i made my way up there um it's one thing to drive it on your own doing that but it's another thing altogether to be with a group that's driving together making the same drive so i did that for the first time with this car um two weeks ago with the with uh, bmw cca as well Mem uh, some of the members and it was possibly the most fun I've ever had driving anything. It was so much fun. Some of the guys had M3s. One of them had a Miami Blue. Um, and but that you know, was an unofficial gathering of... Correct. Them. Exactly. They just yeah, got yeah. together on their own. Exactly. They got together, yeah. What would you like to see the club do? Um, what, you know, I know you're new to it, so yeah. that's why I'm asking is that as a new member, what would you like to get back from the club as a member? What would make your membership valuable? Now, that's a great question. I think... Uh, events where you get to see these kind of cars and talk to other people that are just as passionate as we are about these things um i love the drives the drives are amazing you know maybe even destination drives that kind of thing and i'm open to it you know um but i mean so far i'm enjoying it so i don't know what it's missing at this point no so what I about guess, a scavenger yeah. hunt i'd be amazing <laughs> well, we'd, we'd be Were looking you, for like car parts yeah car parts and, I stuff. Love it. and then and prizes at the end sort of oh thing. heck yeah yeah, yeah. what about uh aftermarket uh, like a dealer's tour of their service center and, there you go and exactly. discounts and things. right that'd be great actually exactly you know um I think, um, you know, again, because we're passionate about it, it would have to be like dealers or manufacturers that are just as passionate about this as we are, you know? So if we can make those connections, that'd be amazing. I'd love that, you know? Anything that can improve. And how much car. time could, could you go, like once a month, or how often could you participate in stuff? So typically, I mean, once a month is the perfect medium, I think, you know? I golf a lot too, and then I do a lot of work as far as like business and everything, but I think once a month is actually a great kind of medium where it's not too often where I get overwhelmed with stuff, but I mean, it's just enough where I can be connected with everyone else. Actually, that's a great time frame, I think. Like, this is your first kind of meet, right? Right, exactly. So yeah. walk with me for a second. Sure. And t uh, tell me, what, what, do, what do you see that's interesting? What do you see that you like? Well, like I'm a, I'm a I mean, like we're walking past a pretty trick uh, the wagon. Uh, saloon, right? It's a, a, a wagon. It's it nice. like a 92 wagon. Typically, when I come to these events, the first place where my eye goes to is the old E30s. 
because um, that's basically what got me into it. So the reason why I'm into cars, I think in general, like the person that got me into it was one of my uncles, you know, Manuel. And he used to have an E30, uh, just like this one, in black. And it was cool because it had like a really nice like red stripe that went down the side. And even though it was new at the time, it must have been like an 88, 89. And this, we're talking early 90s, you know? So he collects, to this day, he collects BMWs and Porsches. He's a 911 guy too. So he has like, you know, an SC and he has like a Targa as well. Um, so that's usually where my eye goes to. So I'm looking, for example, at this, this Alpina here. Right. But I just love how it's, uh, first of all, it's obviously something that you, that you don't see often, but also everything is just perfect. Like, you look at the wheels, like, you've got the uh, Alpina insignia in them, you've got the seats and everything, like, these decals here. I mean, it's just perfect. It's just beautiful, and, honestly. And actually, it's instead perfect. of the regular roundel. Right, you get that one, exactly, you know? Alpina roundel. The one with the crest, you know? So... So this is great. Um, have you met the owner of this car by any chance? Or? Okay, great. I'm, I'm sure you have, just, yeah. Just said hello. Okay, got it, got it. But yeah, it's nice. Know, I, I like the diversity at these, at these Exactly. Things, right? You get a little bit of everything, exactly. And, you know? and there's some poser cars. I'm right? sure, so yeah. Particularly <laughs> younger people who are like, well, I, I saw a YouTube video or something. Right. And I don't mean it like a review no. like you did. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the straight pipe guys... Is that in Throttle House? Yeah, there you go, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, they really, they really know their stuff. They know their and stuff, and you can tell they have a real love for it. You know what I mean? They review everything, and it's um. So that was one of my favorite reviews ever. As a matter of fact, the one they did it of the M2. You know, it's, um, you know, they're, they're you know quirky Canadian guys. You know, gotta love them. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's interesting actually going back to what you said earlier about the M2 competition being a return to, I guess, the 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 passion for driving that that BMW right. owners have. You know, it's funny, I was just talking to a friend about this that day because I brought a friend with me to the to the drive that I just told you about, right? And, you know, she noticed that everyone, you know, loved my car and they made comments about it and everything. So she asked me at that point, she's, she's like, what's so special about your car? You know, she didn't get it, you know? I said, well, look, um, back in the 90s, you know, their BMW's tagline was the ultimate driving machine, right? And somewhere along the way, the way, maybe in the early 2000s, it started kind of veering away from that. Obviously, you remember that tagline, right? So that's, that was everything. It was the ultimate driver's machine, right? So they started veering away from that for whatever reason. I think it might have been financial or maybe focus groups or whatever the case is. And they started kind of wanting to go more toe-to-toe -to -toe with maybe Mercedes, like more in the luxury, you know? They started wanting to go more luxury. So it started losing that feel for, for driving pleasure that, that the earlier cars had. And what I told her is that this is the first car, I guess, since the, since the 1M, right? Um, that went back to that, you know, that the building a car for the sheer pleasure of driving it, you know, and I said that's basically the best way I can explain it. Now this is again going back to being the ultimate driving machine, which they had kind of steered away from for a while. So maybe you're right. I mean, I, I hope it's not the last, but it, it feels like it might be, especially with like emissions regulations and gas and everything else the way it is. We this may be the end of it, you know. So, but in, in some ways, I, I think it it may be the end of that kind of era. Yeah. But the, the, really, the new era is not quite here yet. It's, it's here, yeah. but it needs to evolve a little further, and that is like an, a real M performance electric car. Okay, there you go. Right? I'm I mean, hopeful. something where the, the mechanism that propels you is electric, uh -huh. but the sensation of managing the car. Yeah. So if it has numb steering, if it. If it's all electronic brake, if it's all fly-by-wire, uh -huh. then it's just not going to be all that much fun exactly. unless the engineers can figure out how to make it feel right. like it's a manual or, 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 you know, a pneumatically powered car as right. opposed to an electronically electronic. powered car. Like, I'm so, hopeful. Um, it, yeah. 
And maybe you're right. Like, I, I really hope that's the case. I, I feel that if they try to replicate something that it's not, it's going to be difficult. Um, because at the end of the day, you're going to be comparing it to the original, right? Or a, a gas-powered, you know, um, engine, you know? But um, but I'm hopeful. I mean, if they can do that, that'd be great. And I'm, I'm for it, you know? I just like cars that move, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know? I do like the noise, though. I'm not going to lie, but... Well, the noise, you know, the noise could be artificially added, just like it is in your car. In my that car, is true. Right? That is true. I've yeah, turned yeah. it off in my car. Oh, you can turn it off? Oh, you, it's like a code or something? or like a Okay, got it. So how does it sound? Like it's, uh, um, it's quieter inside. It's quieter. It's just quieter inside, yeah. Because it's not feeding back through the speaker system. Right, right, right. Okay. But, um, but it, is, it is, every time I get in that car, you just... You smile before you even go anywhere, right? Same. Absolutely. Even when I'm driving long drives, I'm just looking at my dash. I'm like, this looks so amazing. When I, you know, close it at the end of the day or when I get into work, I always do the look back. I look back at it. I'm like, man, this is gorgeous, you know? And uh, I don't, you know, it's, it's rare to have that feeling about anything else, you know? So I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy. I'm happy that I have it, you know? So. Okay, next up. Events. You can find out about all the events that we track, which are BMW specific or for which there may be a BMW corral or a purpose to attend um, in our website. So bimmerpod.com is a great place to visit. It has a calendar. You can check into it. It links to any of the events or activities. We will also talk about some of those events here in the podcast. Uh, and for this particular episode, I want to spend a little bit of time with Euro 2022 which is going to be held on May the 15th at the Peterson Automotive Museum in Miracle Mile District of Los Angeles. California Car Cover and Dub Nation Events are putting this event together. It's the 11th time they've done this. It's returning to the Peterson, where it's been in the past. Um, they raised $7,000 last time they did it for the Peterson, um, which is really important. The Peterson may look like it's a big, fancy we have everything we need uh, organization, but they always need help. Every nonprofit, every museum constantly needs people to help them out financially. So this is a great opportunity to not only have some fun with your car, but to also support a great cause, which is making sure the Peterson remains healthy. Some of the stuff happening there, um, there's going to be a lot of uh, vendors with booths and things that are going on. Um, depending on the ticket you buy, it may also include uh, museum access. And for those of you that are members of the Peterson, you'll automatically have access to the museum. There's going to be a Forza video game challenge. Um, you got to get in the museum to do that, but it's essentially, you know, who's the best at driving Forza, and, and that's a really good thing. If you've got kids, bring them, because there's a Pixar Cars room just for kids so that they can have a good time. And one of the highlights for this type of event is the Show and Shine European Car Show. Uh, if you're car has lots of beautiful custom wax on it and it shines like a glistening lake at sunset then you're going to want to put it on display uh, if it is rusted out and uh, there are holes in the hood from heat and other kinds of debauchery you're probably not going to want to show it but you are going to want to go to the event so remember may 15th starts early in the morning um at the Peterson Museum in the Miracle Mile District. And by the way, the Academy Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Museum is right across the street, and there's some really good places to eat in there. Um, the Academy Museum is uh, an okay 
thing to tour and it could have been really much better um, but the food around there is absolutely terrific all right let's do something a little different we're going to talk about an app an app that you can run on a web browser but more likely you're going to want to run it on a smartphone whether it's android or ios doesn't matter but it's a pretty interesting, cool app. I, I'm pretty jazzed about it. And for the first premiere episode of BimmerPod, it's kind of perfect. The app's called Roadster, R-O-A-D-S-T-R. The website is roadster.io, www.roadster.io. And this app, it's familiar and it's completely different. So if you've used Facebook, then you're going to be right at home with this app in the sense of how you might utilize it to talk with other people and to do postings about what you enjoy and so on. But the app goes much, much further than that. First of all, you can connect with other people that own the same kind of car. So if you're uh, a BMW SAV owner and you want to connect with other X4 and X6 owners, for example, you can use Roadster to do exactly that. If you drive a lot and you want to keep track of not only great roads that you've driven, but great roads that other people have driven, Roadster does that. But one of the really kind of interesting things is using Roadster, you can find out about other people. They have to be using Roadster, of course, but other people that have similar or the same cars. So let's say you're an E30 M3 guy or gal. And you're driving along and all of a sudden your road strap says, hey, there's another E30 M3 guy right around the corner. That's kind of an interesting approach to things. Now, this is all based on you approving of the idea of doing this. It's not kind of, an, you know, below the radar, we're going to track you down. But it does kind of have that tracing element to it. So driving with other enthusiasts, connecting with people that have similar interests, recording points of interest, not only in terms of where they are from a GIS perspective, but photographs of them and things that you will help you determine, yeah, I want to drive that road, I, or I don't want to drive that road, or whatever it may be. It was really easy to install. Um, you go through the typical security steps to make sure that you are really you, which is kind of funny when you haven't even kind of started yet. But that's cool. So you, you get up and running and then you just start using it. And it, it really depends on what you can get out of it, right? So if you can't see yourself looking for other people that own the same car, and if you're not looking for great roads, then Roadster's not going to be really the app for you. But if you love getting out for a weekend drive, if you love connecting with other people that have similar makes and models of automobiles, in this case, obviously, BMW, then this is a really cool app to experiment with. They're very clever with their marketing. They've got a store where you can get decals to put on your windows and you know merchandise and that sort of thing, and that's fun. And they have some good articles about all the things I've just talked about. Most importantly, the app seems to be very reliable. I've used it for a little while now, and it doesn't crash, and it doesn't slow things down it seems to work as advertised. And I'm looking at using it to introduce myself to other people with BMWs so they can learn about BimmerPod. So there it is.
you've probably come across BimmerPod through the website, right? BimmerPod.com. And you said, well, what's going on here? And then you see, oh, there's a podcast and you're listening to me. So how do you listen to it? So we've tried to make it as accessible and available to you as possible. You can listen through the website or you can subscribe and you can do that through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Deezer, Podcast Addict and about 10 other podcast distribution aggregators. It's easy to do and if you subscribe, then whenever there's a new episode, you'll automatically get notified and be able to listen. So let's talk about what's coming next. What's going to be in the next episode? Well, we're going to talk more with car owners. We're going to talk about one of the great drives in California and uh, what's kind of going on with that. We're going to talk more about the BMW Car Club of America, why you should join, how you can get involved, the things that might be important for you to pay attention to and to make certain that BMW owners have stuff to do. One of the things that I'll bring up as an aside is during May, we're going to launch the first BimmerPod BMW Owners Survey. Um, I do a lot of work in the automotive research space, so I have a good understanding about what people may or may not want to say in an objective way about their car or about a topic. And I want to know, and I'm certain that other folks want to know, you know, what do you think about the BMW Car Club, about your car, about anything else? We don't give away your name or who you are, but we will share the feedback so that all of the people that we talk with in the industry can get the benefit of what your opinions are and utilize it to make their product or their service better. And that's it. That's this episode, the first episode. I hope you had fun listening to it. Uh, we didn't want it to be too long with our, our first episode, but at the same time, we wanted you to get a flavor, a feel for some of the stuff that's going on and, and why I love this culture so much and uh, how much fun it can be. So remember, bimmerpod.com. If you want to subscribe, plenty of places for you to do that. And when you come to the website, I'll leave you with this. I would love to talk to you. So if you have an unusual BMW, if you race it, if you've been to Europe with it, if you've been to South America or Asia with it, Canada, Mexico, it doesn't matter. If you take your car on the road, it would be fun to talk to you and you could find yourself on a future episode of BimberPod. And there's a form you can fill out. And send it to us. It's confidential. We don't share it or sell it or do anything with it other than review it and perhaps get in touch with you if um, we want to talk to you and we want to have some fun talking about BMWs. I'm David Barrett. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch you the next time we come around that corner with our foot planted hard on the accelerator.